0: Oh man, you all. I don't know if you follow the neurodivergent nurse on Instagram, but if you do, I made a post today saying that my computer crashed was at work the other day, and on my lunch break, I was logging on to my personal computer so that I could finish making something, designing something for one of my patrons, and maybe even working on a little project for the neurodivergent nurse community as a whole. When I turned on the computer, this blue screen came up, and it said BitLocker. I must have spent... After I got off work, I must have spent, I don't know, how many hours trying to configure, try to find the secret code, being able to type in all of these commands, nothing. I took it to a computer specialist who is having to wipe my entire drive to unlock the computer so that I'll be able to use it again. This computer is less than two years old. And from all the research that I've done, if you have Windows, make sure that your BitLocker is not enabled because I didn't know this was even on my computer. And it happens sometimes when you do updates or if you don't do an update fast enough. What the heck, Microsoft? Why is this a thing? Dad's a computer programmer, and I know there has to be a backdoor to this somehow, but I couldn't figure it out. But as Ad a specialist, he's going to be able to get everything back to factory settings on my less than two year old computer. Also, means that all of my recording, all of my interviews, all of those things have been completely swiped because your girl right here didn't take the time to back up any of that stuff because it's a personal computer. And why would that matter? I've never had a personal computer computer crash on me where I could not get the information from it. I guess it's just a lesson learned, but I am going to play one of the shorter episodes for you that I made for the patrons of the podcast. This particular episode was recorded at the end of April, but because you guys subscribe to the Patreon and I'm sharing one of your exclusive episodes, I will be sure to do one just for you. This week, I am going to warn you, if I don't have my computer back on time, the sound quality may not be that wonderful. So please forgive me, but I want to get stuff out. I'm sharing the content that I made exclusively for you. I decided that this is the one that I was going to share with you today because someone on the Instagram account actually engaged with me asking detailed questions that were wonderful questions about meditation. I hope you enjoy. Testing, testing. Still, way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try the skin. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. What is up, my passionate neurodivergent family? I'm here to bring another bonus episode made exclusively for the Patreons of the Neurodivergent Nurse. For many of us with ADHD, we have two persistent daily challenges. One is paying attention. Two is maintaining self-regulation. So it stands to reason that some kind of attention training that could also hone in on self-control would be invaluable to us, and also it would be incredibly powerful. Well, it turns out the more that I research this, there is such a treatment strategy that's been around for thousands of years that can help many of us with ADHD. And that is mindful meditation. I feel like the word itself, mindfulness, has been one of those buzzwords for several years now. And as I've started this journey, I'm very aware that adults with ADHD are looking for answers. People with ADHD are seeking alternative ways that are non-pharmacological to treat their ADHD symptoms. Now, I take medication for my ADHD. I'm a proponent for it because it works for me. I also realize that my life and my brain is not a cookie cutter for everyone else, and it may not be the right choice for many people who deal with ADHD. So a lot of questions come around, should I take fish oils? Does... Playing brain games actually help. How about acupuncture? I'm very cautious to answer these questions. Sometimes alternative treatments do work for some people, and sometimes they don't. Research is pretty clear on a lot, like it might be worth to try to take a high-quality omegas 3, 6, 9, I don't know, but nothing. Not even ADHD medication works for all people all the time. Now, let's break apart just a little bit of what I'm talking about. Mindful meditation or mindfulness is part of many religious traditions. Now, stick with me on this because mindfulness is not necessarily religious or spiritual. It involves paying close attention to your thoughts, to your feelings, and your bodily sensations. In other words, developing a greater awareness of what's going on with you from moment to moment. It can also be a tool used to foster wellness, especially psychological well-being. There have been similar techniques that have been used to lower blood pressure and to manage chronic pain, stress, and mood disorders. On my other podcast, First Do No Harm, I actually did an entire episode about meditation and chronic pain. One of the reasons why mindfulness is so important with people with ADHD is the fact that it improves your ability to control your attention. It helps you strengthen your ability to self observe, to train attention, and to develop different relationships to experiences that are stressful. In other words, it teaches you to pay attention to paying attention and that can make people more aware of their emotional state so that they won't react impulsively, which, as you know, is a real problem for people with ADHD. If you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, um, okay, how, how is slowing everything down something that works appropriately if you have ADHD? Because you have so many things running through your mind. You may be thinking about what you're going to have for dinner. You may be Rerunning a conversation in your head, or you may be having a total conversation that you perceive that's going to happen in the future inside your head. How can we possibly slow that down so that we're able to meditate or to do yoga? Well, I'm going to help you out with that. I'm going to give you seven ways to meditate with a busy brain. It's not possible to meditate with an ADHD pinball machine inside your brain, right? Mm. Wrong. The big secret is you don't have to sit in the lotus position to meditate. You don't even have to sit down or stop moving. Even with children, and adults with ADHD can strike a peaceful state of mind with the steps that I'm gonna give you. First of all, use music as your focus. Meditation doesn't have to happen in silence. You're gonna wanna practice breathing in and out mindfully to a melody of an instrumental song. Not one with lyrics because we'll get so wrapped up in the lyrics. And though you're really gonna wanna focus on your breathing, you're breathing in, you're breathing out, and that's where you want your attention to be, let's be honest. Your attention is probably going to drift to something else. A lot. And that's okay. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. But you need to acknowledge it and gently disengage and return your focus to your breaths. Number three, don't should yourself. If meditation is hard at first, Don't say, it shouldn't be hard. I should be able to do this. I should yada, yada, yada. When it gets hard, if it is hard for you, repeat these mantras. Meditation is a practice. There are no wrong ways to meditate. And I will refrain from judging myself. Now, just as we were talking about earlier, it may be pretty difficult to stay still, sit in one place and meditate. Well, Try moving meditation. Calm your antsy body with a simple repetitive motion, like walking while you meditate. The next tip is to start small. Just begin by meditating for five minutes a few times a day. You don't have to think, I need to put on my yoga pants, my yoga top. That's already going to take 10 or 15 minutes if you're me. I need to get in a comfortable place. I need to prepare this area for me. And then I'm going to have to sit there for 30 30- That is so much to think about that a lot of times it will cause us not to do it. But if you start small for just five minutes, we can tackle and conquer five minutes however we are, wherever we are. Just set that time away. The next to the last tip is to make it a habit. Enlist a coach, a friend, or even an app to encourage you to stay on track until the practice is a part of your daily routine. And the last one is use mindfulness in your daily life. Meditation can help you manage strong emotions at work or if you're at home. It teaches you to step back from the noise and put your attention on your chosen focus. You'll continue to have both positive and negative experiences. But as you find it easier to settle yourself and to manage your stress, you and your family will experience the well-being that you really do deserve. If you want to try to do this on your own, which typically I want to do everything on my own first before I go in front of people or around people because I have such high anxiety of not being perfect, right? I'm sure you understand. If this is something you do want to do on your own, the basic practice is pretty simple. Sit down or move in a comfortable place where you won't be disturbed for those five minutes that we talked about. I really want you to focus on the sensation of breathing in and breathing out. While you're doing this, pay attention to how it feels when your stomach rises and how it feels when your stomach falls. Soon, you may notice that you're thinking of something else like we said earlier. It might be about your job or some noise you just heard or the plans for later in that day. Label those thoughts as thinking and refocus your attention on your breath. Now, once you get in the habit of that, like we were just talking about, Start doing this mental training daily. Every couple of weeks, increase the length of your time that you spend on this exercise to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes if you can handle it. Try the same thing throughout each day. Focus on your breath for a few minutes as you walk from place to place or when you're stopped at a red light or sitting at the computer. You can actually practice mindfulness at any time. Even during a conversation with others, turning on the mind awareness state at any time during your day, even if it's only for a few minutes, is such great training. It's essentially letting go of the busyness of your thinking, and it brings that attention to what's happening in the present moment in everyday life. Well, you know, you're thinking, but what if you just can't keep your mind focused? Will the exercise do any good? It's the nature of our minds to be distracted. Mindful awareness isn't about staying with the breath, but it's about returning to the breath. And that's really what enhances your ability to focus. And this emphasis on reshifting your attention or outwitting the mind's natural tendency to wander is what makes this technique especially helpful for people like us who have ADHD. And you may wonder, okay, all right, well, it sounds logical, but is it really effective? Well, in 2008, there were studies that were done. There's There's been multiple studies on this. One in particular was a study done using 25 adults, 8 adolescents, half of whom had the combined both inattentive and hyperactive form of ADHD, and the results were actually very promising. They observed significant improvements in both inattention and hyperactivity. In the cognitive test, the participants got better at staying focused, even when different things were competing for their attention. Many of them reported that they felt less stressed out and sad by the end of the study. But really, there's only one way to find out, right? So give it a try. Let me know how it works for you and if you start seeing a difference in your everyday life once you start practicing this mindful meditation as well. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I just want to thank you again so much for being part of the Patreon family and your support truly, truly means the world to me. It's time for us to end this episode with a joke, but before we do, I just want to mention if you would be interested in having bonus episodes of The NeuroDivergent Nurse, you can join the Patreon as well. Go to patreon.com slash The NeuroDivergent Nurse. Now, let's get to the joke. Since Father's Day is this weekend, we're going to tell a joke about fathers. Question, why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing? You know, in case they get a hole in one. Have a great week and happy Father's Day to all the dads listening.